Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Welcome to Elijah Streams. I'm Steve Schultz, host of both the Elijah List and Elijah Streams, which is the video portion of what you're watching right now. Pardon my voice a little bit. I've still been working on that. Thank you all for being patient with me. Uh, we keep trying different home remedies and doctor's remedies. And uh, I'm not going to talk that much on the show today because the more I talk, that cough shows up. So thank you for your prayers. And I appreciate that very much. I know the prayers are very, very important and they help. They help bring this thing to an end. So uh, we're going to bring on, we're going to have a great, interesting show to you today. For you today we're going to be talking about a movie that's being made or about to be made called dream it's about the child trafficking uh area and we're going to just talk all about that we're going to show you a trailer that's going to fascinate you uh so we're going to bring johnny Enlow, uh chris cool i'm saying your name right chris ben pauling is actor um and it's going to be fascinating when you see what we're, what we're going to show you today but before we bring Johnny and the team on, let's go ahead and show you a quick reminder of the of the wells that you are investing in, as well as a, a reminder about the the Hebrew Jewish Hebrew uh, Gregorian <laughs> slashes in between calendar that we put together for you. So remind, <laughs> reminding you that we have some of those left. So here we go with that. We want to share with you what your donations are doing. This is Florence's story. Initially, the leader of the village wanted a water source because he saw the need in the community. And when he reached out to us, she was one of the places that we visited her area. And when we checked the place, there was no water that you could be able to drill a water source, a water well. And so she believed that the water well will be in this area. But with the surveyors, after checking everything, like there was no way and she said, no, that water well is going to be in this place. So she took a step of faith and she was listening to a pastor. And as the pastor was sharing, he mentioned something and said, if there is something that the enemy has taken away from you, it is a point to claim it back. And so she decided to hold the dirt from the ground and claimed the water well in that exact spot. After the surveyors had moved around the whole village and the Shomasi team, they definitely came back. To the exact same spot and that is what the Lord does she took a step of faith and now the community is being blessed by the water well that is in this area lives are being changed a number of people have given their lives to Christ exactly at this spot she is a living like testimony the water source is just exactly in the town center and everyone can come and drink from this very source clean safe and also receive jesus isn't that amazing yeah <laughs> so thank you so much together we can continue to bring clean water to those in need donate today at elijahstreams.com donate have you ever been curious to follow the year according to the jewish calendar Introducing the Elijah Streams, Jerusalem, then and now 16-month Hebrew heritage calendar. Track your year in this Hebraic calendar featuring dates in both the Jewish and Gregorian calendar systems, weekly Torah and holiday readings, messianic prophecies and their fulfillments in the New Testament, beautiful photos of the Holy Land, and Hebrew learning materials made in Israel. Get yours today at ElijahShopper.com. I have one of those in my, uh, uh, well, I'd say my office, but my office, <laughs> people would laugh because 
there's an old standing joke about my revelation room is the bathroom. In my revelation room at home, where I am, there's a Hebrew calendar on the wall. So uh, I call it my revelation room because I tend to get more revelation there than almost every any other place. So do you. So, <laughs> all right, listen, it's time to bring in Johnny Enloe and the rest of the team. So I'm going to let him do the introductions. So let's bring Johnny in. <laughs> anyway, well, Johnny, uh, Ben, nice to see you. Chris, nice to see you. Johnny, I'll let you just kind of yeah. introductions. That sounds good. Yeah. Hey, Steve, we'll, we'll allow you to uh, nurse your voice a little yeah. bit while mm-hmm. we keep believing for it to get progressively stronger as um, as to the degree you can be on the program here. That's awesome. Yeah. But I want to start out by uh, introducing uh, Ben and Chris. Ben, we'll say right up front he's 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 going to be the one we want to hear from interact with um, the most but chris is not at all insignificant <laughs> and um so i'll i'll tell you i'll i'll read uh, briefly about them and they can tell you more particularly ben again more about him so ben it, ben pauling is the writer director for dream a miraculous child rescue film about a young man whose prophetic dream leads him and his friends to uncovering a child trafficking ring in their small town. An actor filmmaker for over 15 years, writing, producing, and developing projects focused on truth and bringing light to the darkness. So that's really just a very uh, light introduction to uh, Ben. So Chris Keel, uh, and his name looks like it's cool there, Steve. It's cool, but it's, it's, it's cool. And... Um, you know, he is my son-in-law married to uh, our daughter, Justice. And uh, so we're excited from that standpoint. He's the chief operations officer of Restore 7, uh, of Elizabeth and myself's organization, Restore 7. And I like reading. I was, I was looking at this, Chris. I was like, I'm going to read this whole thing. He was a world <laughs> traveling missionary and photographer and was raised in beautiful Boulder, Colorado. Having visited over 30 countries, Chris has an insatiable thirst for adventure and cultural experiences. <laughs> In his early 20s, he spent two life-changing years living in Israel, where he helped Jews immigrate back to Israel alongside his photography work for industry giants such as Nikon, Sony, and Rolling Stone magazine. Chris also founded four technology companies. Chris loves to indulge in his favorite hobbies, which include motorcycle riding, hiking, hunting, and training. He's married to his lovely wife, Justice. We have a son, Evan, a golden uh, retriever. So... Um, welcome, guys, and um, and we'll just let yeah. you say hi, uh, Ben and Chris. Hi, Ben. Yeah. Give you the first opportunity to say hi. Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much. I just so honored to be able to come on here and blessed by Steve and Johnny and just watching you guys has been an encouragement. Um, just everything that God's been just moving and revealing through these is this stream. I'm just so honored to be a part of it right here. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Chris, yeah. you want to say anything else right up No, I'm just excited. Johnny and Steve, you know, we've been kind of working in the background for the last nine months. And so I'm excited for this day to be here where we can give Ben his his hour to run here and uh, really just kind of, I feel like we get so many good ideas that come into our sphere. Johnny and Steve, I know you do too. And you just, yeah. you can't be a part of everything, you know? So it's exciting when you see something that you really feel like, man, we're definitely supposed to be a part of this. So I'm excited to hear just let Ben kind of run with this and Johnny tee him up for all that. 
<laughs> yeah, and and Chris really is a really important key even for us. Restore Seven, we do hear about a lot of things, a lot of projects, and he is our veteran in chief. And um, and so then he's been. It's more than vetting um, about this project. He's been behind the scenes uh, in all kinds of important yeah. ways, and so it's important that uh, y'all know who he is as well. So Ben, let's let's start with you. Um, and you just kick off on on you know your process, the dream God gave you, and uh, and you you know you call for I know there's a trailer at some point you want to play you yeah. call for that whenever you want if you want that first uh, but I just want to uh, give it over to you so you can start laying laying out uh, this whole picture for us. Yeah, um, in in. August 6, 2020, God gave me a dream. And in that dream, I was standing at the gate of this industrial warehouse. And um, I was looking into the blacked out windows of what seemed to be just a normal place of business, um, an industrial fenced. And I just sensed that there was something nefarious going on behind those walls. And then this man pulls up in this vehicle and, he, and he's obviously you know, the owner of this place. And he's kind of weary of me being there and he starts to kind of say certain things of trying to get me to leave essentially and then he comes towards me with these eyes that look like he wants to kill me and i wake up from this dream and immediately had this sense that this was more than just a dream it was a message it was it was uh having to do with this subject of child trafficking and in the moment i had felt that this was real and um i had really had this sense that this was a real place, uh, a real man, and a real location. So I actually went driving around uh, my hometown looking for, for, you know, there's train tracks to one side of me. There was the warehouse to the other side. And so I went looking on industrial areas from where I'm from. And it was as I was out there driving that this story came to me. I didn't actually end up finding this place, but this, this story kind of just was downloaded to me. And, um, yeah, before I go any further, I would uh, probably – want to see, have people, you know, kind of take a look and then I'll, I'll kind of share more from there. But yeah. Yeah, if we could get the, the first uh, minute teaser played, I think that would be, um, yeah. Uh, uh, a great right, place go, to go jump ahead. off. Ready? Huh? Ready to rumble? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, where's Jamie? What do you mean, where's Jamie? I thought she went with you. My little sister went missing. Um, she's been missing for like 30 minutes. Okay, someone needs to get on the intercom and tell them that a girl's been missing. I had a dream last night. I was standing at the gate of this old warehouse. This guy pulls up in a truck. He's staring at me like he wants to kill me. You think God sent you a dream to go break into a warehouse? That's what you're trying to tell me. She could be in there. Someone's in there. If it wasn't just a dream, I'd do something about it.
so yeah so that which which was just seen as a, as a conceptual teaser trailer and so that that means that you know that footage that was shot was purely just footage shot for a trailer to kind of show people what we're doing and so how many, how many people did you say have seen that trailer so far yeah so i'll, I'll kind of sh share on that so um we had shot most of that in the summer of 2021 because after i had written this this story as a short film i was encouraged by people to expand on this story and to turn it into a feature film so within a couple weeks i had a short film script turned into a feature film script and just out of faith just sent it out to a recent academy i won't say who specifically it was but a recent academy award-winning actor and within less than a week i was on zoom calls with this with actor that really really was moved by the script and we immediately started wrapping the, the film around this this uh this this name talent person and had had a budget and hollywood financing and so what it seemed to me was man wow this is this is this is all happening fast and this is this must be you know the, the way things are going to turn out and as we kind of got closer in that realm of um, working with these agents and these different production companies there was just kind of uh, little clues here and there that people weren't really wanting to work on this subject matter, particularly not with the with the writing of the story, but with, with what the subject matter of this story unveils towards the end of the film, which has to do with the real issue going on right now of child trafficking, specifically in America. And, um, you know, fast forward, things ended up getting really close. We were about to get ready to shoot and in the last second for several different reasons, this actor pulled out and we had financing for a little while after that. And then slowly they creeped out. Mm. And, you know, I, I started wondering, you know, what, what, what could it be? And so we actually had another person come on and try championing it to the agencies um, that was just a recent Golden Globe Best Actor winner. And they fell in love with it. And they, they, they weren't going to star in it, but they wanted to help, you know, champion it and radio silence, no one wanted to touch it. And so I, I knew in the back of my head that we were trying to infiltrate an industry that is not, you know, um, not not of the real kingdom, right? to put it in a nice way. And I was thinking, man, we could just kind of sneak in. And what I realized uh, very quickly is that the enemy, he knows what we're gonna do. And, you know, it wasn't gonna be just as simple as, you know, just trying to sneak in. And so what, what really happened this year was I just felt the Lord telling me to release it, um, just to release what we had shot to, you know, kind of get that actor aboard. And so I immediately um, started crafting kind of a shorter trailer. And then I, I, I actually posted that, which was just seen on accident on TikTok. Um, in fact, it was uh, it was a screen recording and my, my Spotify music was playing at the beginning of it. And then I pressed play into the video and uh, within a couple minutes, over 100,000 people saw it. And then it was 200,000 and a million within a day. And then it just kind of continued to grow. And right. It was right around that time, right as Sound of Freedom was just put out because Sound of Freedom actually originally was a deterrent for us in the industry because everyone knew that that movie was sitting on the shelf for so long. Right. And so they looked at that as like, they looked at that as like, Oh, that's uh, not a good, that's a bad marketing play to do something on that subject matter because no one wants to see that was what they were trying to you know, tell us. And obviously that was just totally just false and ended up being the complete opposite being one of the top grossing films of the year 
and I beat out Indiana Jones and all these films. But what ended up happening and how that kind of was, was, was orchestrated and why I even had the unction to go wake up from this particular dream and actually believe that, you know, I could find a place like that and even have the foresight to even believe that that was possible was um, several years earlier, I had heard this story and I believe it was maybe Sean Boltz and he was sharing how someone he knew was driving past a, I think it was a strip club and they just had the sense that they needed to go place a suspicious tip. And when they did that, the cops came and ended up leading to this this, this uh, trafficking rescue where uh, several women were rescued. And I was just thinking, man, like, wow, that would be amazing if something like that happened to me. And I kind of always had that as a, a you know, kind of a uh, amazing thing that I think that would, you'd think something like that would break the news if someone like, you know, had a prophetic dream obviously all the healings and all the prophetic things we see they, they never end up making the news but i was thinking man from the from the standpoint of a story that would be you would think just like you right can't, you can't you can't write that 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 is does that, that is definitely 100 percent right. a supernatural occurrence if someone's getting a total right you know far removed unction towards something and ends up being real i mean that I don't know how, how more clear of proof that would be that God's interve intervening in that moment. Right. And so, um, so yeah. And, you know, so me being a filmmaker working on films for, you know, a long time, I obviously that, that was my strength. And so that's how I saw I could be used in this fight. And I had, I had, you know, kind of had a long journey where I was originally just wanting to be, just be in, you know, Hollywood, just be you know, an actor, just be, you know, you know, I grew up as an actor as like since I was like five years old. And so I always had that dream of, you know, one day, you know, making it big and in films. And that kind of uh, changed for me through kind of a journey of us making our own projects. Me and my brother, who he, he shot that trailer we just saw. And uh, we, we were working on a first film that had no script and it had to do with uh, the, the class of society through uh, power grid failure. And so that's, that was a, a story that we had no script and, and we were both kind of coming to God during that same time. And he had the idea to not have anything written, but just to let the Holy Spirit kind of move in, in a kind of an improv way through the scenes. And so we started working on that. And I had these amazing encounters with God where we were just praying. We were just on the set. We were in these particular scenarios he would throw us in. And it was really where I started to develop a relationship with the holy spirit where like you know if you're in a scene and there's no script and he's telling you man you got to hear from god like it, it was a reliance kind of moment where i realized you know i really needed to lean on the lord and i really did find um this deep relationship with god i wasn't fully surrendered at the time but uh we we, we turned that script all as well into a feature film and with that i moved down to la thanks for listening the Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And we were writing on it. And this is when I really started to press in and I surrendered to the Lord 100%. And so I'm moving down to LA. I'm, 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 I'm really pressing in. And I'm wanting to know from God 
is this your will for me or is this just a pipe dream? Is this, is this something you really want me to do? Because this is, you know, obviously you look at the statistics, there's no, there's no, there's no guarantee of anything when it comes to being successful in the arts. And I really wanted to know, God, I don't want to be wasting my time on this if you have something else. And so I just surrendered it as I kind of fully surrendered to the Lord. And I, I, I had been reading, this was uh, actually uh, January 16th, 2016. And I had um, been reading Luke earlier in the day where Jesus is, is he flips open and it's Isaiah 61. And he's reading it in the temple right in front of everyone. It, it seemed like in that particular passage, that he just kind of flipped it open and landed on it. Like, you know, I do sometimes. I'm not sure if that was a particular circumstance, but that's how I read it at the time. And I was like, man, I do that sometime. And that was the only time in scripture where I actually see Jesus, you know, in the moment reading scripture. And I was like, wow, that's really yeah. interesting. And so later that night I am praying, I'm, I'm in, in my apartment room and I'm just kind of really coming, you know, raw before the Lord saying, God, like, give me a, I need a sign right now. Like, this is what you want me to do. And so I flip up my Bible and it's the same exact verse Jesus was reading. And it says, uh, uh, the spirit of the Lord is, is anointed me to set the captives free, right. To, to bind up the brokenhearted and it, it proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And so I, I, I immediately, my heart just leaps out of reading this. And I didn't even fully understand what it meant at the time, but I just knew that this was, in the moment, I just spirit of God just just revealed to me this is this was my call and this this was what I was supposed to do. I immediately text my brother at the very exact same time, um, and I believe it was uh, I believe that was actually on January seventeenth, um, and it was at eleven seventeen uh, p.m. that I had texted him, and I and I looked back later and I thought that was very interesting. And so the next day I go to church actually. And Lou Engel is speaking. It was at Sean Boltz's church. And he's he's coming for Azusa now. And he's 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 sharing. And I've never even heard of him and never never seen him. And he starts he starts sharing on the year of the Lord's favor. And he starts saying this. I'm I'm just like blown away of uh God, you know, revealing that to me. And I fast forward to um uh, a week later and I, we get our power bill in and it was that same number that I had seen that night on 1117 or on, on 117 at 1117 and our bill for our pg e bill was $111 and 17 cents and I thought that was interesting and I leave our apartment I look at our apartment is 217 which you know like two and then one seven hmm. and soon after that I started to uh I watch a lot of films and that same number has popped up in uh if you've ever seen the movie with Viggo Mortensen called The Road in the beginning he says the clock stopped at 117 if you ever seen the movie The Natural that's the room he's in at the end in the hospital room is 117 and then if you ever seen this movie called Somewhere in Time that's the room where uh, he kind of gets transported back in time is is 117 same thing I, I just went down a list of movies <laughs> from the last 50 years of of it's usually having to do with the door and this this number 117 and so um it it was a kind of prophetic sign that felt very personal for me it wasn't 777 it wasn't 888 you know a lot of people see the thing but it felt very kind of personal to you know what we're working on and what we're doing and 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 the, the 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 real amazing part during that period was as I was writing this particular screenplay, I had 
been writing it separately from my brother and he started getting dreams of things that I was writing. And he said, man, so I had a dream last night and something happens on page six. And I was like, oh, I was just working on page six. Right. And I said, I was working on the scene. And it was a homeless camp. He's like, I just, that was a dream I had. It was, you know, and awesome. then I started getting really, you know, I would go into, whenever I would go into writing the screenplay, I would not be like, I'm going to go sit down and write. I would just lay down on the floor and I would just, just, just surrender to the Lord. I would just pray. And it would be as I, I was just going deep, deep in prayer, God would give me something to write. And one of the things that he had given me to write was basing a character off my mom who had a uh, uncurable disease of uh, called, uh, it was uh, scar tissue around her organs caused from endometriosis surgeries and these different surgeries that she had for preventative cancer or ovarian cancer. And it had caused this, this mesh around her organs to restrict and caused tremendous amounts of pain. And she had had that for four years of just extreme pain, debilitating pain. And I had written that character based off of her in this particular story. And what ended up happening was I come back, we go, we actually all go to Azusa now. And it was later on that year that she had uh, really heard from the Lord to thank her for her healing. And she had never written, written, read any of my scripts or anything for you know the entire time i've been writing and she always said she would but she she just didn't and it, so it was about a year after i had written that character of her being healed wow. and and i wrote this character and it was based off my mom and my dad and she has the same disease she's having to take pain pills and she gets healed in the middle of the night by the holy spirit just comes in right before she wakes up like a wind and then she wakes up and it's right at the same time as the power grid goes out in the story and um so fast forward a year and she decides that as she's fasting, as she's stopping taking her pain pills, because she's heard from the Lord to thank her for healing. She said, man, and she didn't know this was actually written in the script. I never told her. She said, I want to read that script that you wrote and maybe I'll help and I'll go through it and maybe just proofread it. And it was as she was reading it about a year after I had written it, that she reads the lines and it was either the day before or the day after, but I can't, I can't remember exactly. It's been a few years now, but she was healed in the exact same way as, as I had written. Whoa. And, and Whoa. this was a, this was a, this is something the doctors could not treat unless it was completely um, going to end her life because it was so tightly wound around the colon and just very dangerous life, mm -hmm. life, life threatening, even surgery to have to do. And immediately she, she, you know, uh, was, was just healed. And that, that was maybe around six or seven years ago now. And I was, I was, I was, you know, kind of seeing that unfold and other things that pull it. I was saying, wow, like that is just, that blows my mind. I'd written this and she tells me on her own that this is just how I was healed. Whoa. And so I, I had really started to see how God was, was using what we were, what we were doing with writing and, and through, through dreams and through, visions in the night and so when it came time with this story i i was thrown it during the mix to covid and i really really take seriously you know when god speaks and especially through a dream or especially through um yeah you know an unction to write something and just as we've written every scene in this script almost almost every scene certain things have unfolded and just have taken place and so i fast forward to this year um i'm 
in the midst of, you know, waiting and working on this story. And man, so many people, man, they really thought it was amazing. Academy Award winning, Golden Globe winning. Why aren't we, why aren't we moving? I really, and then we had this investor that wanted to come in at $5 million and just pay for the whole thing. And so I was praying on that for this, the beginning of this year. I was praying if this was the right decision, if this is the right person. And uh, I, I was called by the Lord to take a seven day, just total fast from January 1st, to January 7th. And so it was during this, this, this long extended fast, amazing prophetic things taking place every single day that just blew my mind. One of them involving TikTok. And I, I didn't even really have any idea for TikTok. And obviously later on, you know, unfolded that this thing went viral on TikTok, but, and it had to do with that number too. It was that I was watching, um, it was like, it was a gold, it found, it was a TikTok video. Someone brought in gold treasure from a shipwreck and it was on that Pawn Stars show. And I don't even know why I, I didn't scroll up. I just got kind of sucked in and, and then on the screen pops up, it, you know, it was a uh, $1,107 is the value you know, per ounce of this particular um, uh, piece of gold, or whatever. And that was the number that I had been seeing for, for so long. Mm, wow. But it was during this time I was pressing in, I was just totally, you know, so many amazing prophetic things took place that week. But one of the things was I was, I was hearing a story by a man named Troy Brewer, who has a, a ministry of rescuing children for over the last 28 years. And they've rescued over 10,000 kids, which if you do the numbers on, you know, even, you know, the Sound of Freedom guys organization, that's if, if not more, it's right up there with the amount of, of impact they've had. And they raise these kids and they restore them to Jesus. They, they get them healed. They, and so one of the stories was this young girl that was rescued at the beginning of this year out of 131 kids in Bogota, Colombia she was mute and she was, she would not speak to anyone. She was very traumatized and was unresponsive. And he had seen a picture of her because they have 18 rescue centers throughout the world. So he hasn't met all the kids that they rescued, but he had seen a picture of her. He goes to sleep on his anniversary in Florida. And he has this dream where he's at the gates of heaven and he is kind of doing like a sidelines interview of, you know, like, Hey, you know, how was it down there? You know, like, kind of going through his highlight reel and the angel at the gate asks him, what, are, what is the number one miracle you think you missed out on while you're down there? And he says, Oh, well that's easy. And he immediately saw something that hadn't taken place yet, but in the dream, it was in the past. And it was this encounter where he meets this young girl and he, she runs up to him and he says, come here, I'm Papa Troy. And she looks at him and, and, and he says, it's okay. You can talk now. And she immediately just starts talking, yap, yap, yap. And she's just totally healed within an instant. She is totally healed from all the trauma. And so he wakes up from this dream. He leaves his anniversary, flies out to Columbia to see if this dream is going to take place. And as he gets there, cut the story short, it all takes place exactly like the dream. And this little girl ended up being the face of their organization for the last year. So when I had heard this story, I'd sat our team down and said, guys, you need to listen to this prophetic story. I don't know what it is about it, but there's just, you know, obviously there's child trafficking. There's a dream. There's a young girl. I feel very God on this. And so what ended up happening was uh, when this trailer that we shot went viral, we somehow got in contact with Troy. My brother did um, kind of through the process of just reaching out to people. And so he gets him on the phone and Troy's, you know, you know, 
very distraught. And so he kind of, my brother figures out why. And it's because this same girl was, was re-trafficked a week earlier. And they, out of 28 years of tens of thousands of kids, they've never had one re-trafficked after they've been rescued. And so what ended up happening was my brother at the exact same time was getting in touch with these special ops guys that work with Tim Tebow and with Tim Ballard. And he said, let me see if I can actually help you connect with people to track this girl down and find her. And he says, I, I dare you. And so they ended up coming together with, with, with all, all, all of these connections and war rooming and they have these mission, mission impossible type ways of figuring out even the tire pressure on someone's car through the, aerial um, hmm. wow. uh, you know, special ops technology that they have uh, with these uh, kind of uh, special operatives guys. And they locate this girl and they were able to go in and rescue her on, on her 10th birthday. And she was already sold twice. Wow. And as we're talking with this guy though, I just, I, I knew because the, the bigger piece of just more than I heard, heard this story was I had written this little girl at the, a character based inspired off this little girl in the end of our script that gets rescued. And that was a year prior. And so I knew this was more than just a coincidence of us coming into contact. I felt I had no question in my mind that they were going to find her. I said, this is this, you know, I know you're, you're very distraught right now. This never happened before, but I know for a fact that <laughs> they're going to find her. And so what ended up happening was she was sold once and she was sold to uh, local cartel. What what happened was she was her mother, who was a prostitute, came in to the, the rescue center with two cartel guys and ripped her out of there because they were going to go sell her again. And as they were leaving, the two mission workers were saying, "Wait, don't!" And they both were were um, killed. They were just you know they, we we were sent the pictures. It was it was devastating to even look at and try to even process. But they laid down their lives for Christ. And the, this girl was then brought and immediately she went right back into not speaking, not Ooh. responding. And so they thought she was mentally challenged. And so she actually didn't get um, sold into the sex trade. They tried bringing her to the labor trade and then they couldn't get her to do anything. And so they sold her again. And it was through a kind of series of events, they were able to figure out exactly where she was. And it led to her rescue on her 10th birthday. And um, from there, we really became very close with Troy. And so now on this film, we are actually working hand in hand with him on, on direct, both directing relief and, and bringing awareness to the work they're doing throughout the U.S. on the border um, and throughout the entire globe. They're working in Uganda and Colombia and, and all these different um uh, places and so um it was that right around that same time that uh we got we met uh you steve after i'd you know spoken to chris i had reached out to chris kind of a long time ago i think maybe six or seven months ago now but you know but um uh and i also got hooked up with people from the reawaken tour yeah and it, i didn't even realize steve was going to be there at mm -hmm. that at that event until you know chris told me and it was just a divine encounter, right? Because because we were doing a, uh, a field, we were doing an event in our hometown here. Uh, we were screening our, our teaser trailer, and then the film "Field of Dreams," which was kind of like a prophetic uh, uh, metaphor of you know, like you know, following right. dream from the voice of God. 
and I guess at the same time, Steve, I'm not sure if you remember now, but you had said that you'd seen that film maybe a week earlier. Yeah, I had probably right. probably probably right around the same time that uh, that we were screening it. And then, is it true that you uh, didn't you say have something have to do with the, the the wells or something like that with the name of Field of Dreams or something like that? Or oh, well, there oh. in Uganda where we sponsor yeah. wells, they, they call yeah. that the Field of Dreams. Yeah, uh, that's what they call their village. <laughs> Field of Dreams. So it's a, yeah, wow, spot, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. And I, I just I took that as a, you know, because that film is, is, is screened every year in, a, in some theater in America or, you know, yeah. they, they, yeah. and so yeah. there's certain there's certain stories, there's certain films that people really remember and they really have a, a long lifespan and they really yeah. do um, continue, you know, uh, moving people and continue speaking to people. And so maybe maybe that's the prophetic, you know, uh, sign of that. Well, this is all this is really all fascinating what you're telling us, uh, Ben, and how the Lord's led you, you know, uh, kind of incorporated in the message of the seven mountains that I've been uh, preaching and teaching for a while. Yeah. One of the mountains is the mountain of arts and entertainment. And that would be the one we're talking about. There's some overlap mountain of media. Uh, Maybe on that a little more mm-hmm. in a little bit here. But one of the things I was sharing from the very beginning is that this is where prophets and I said, if you have a specific call from the Lord, the mountain of arts entertainment, you're actually called to be a prophet on that mountain. And the way you will advance the kingdom of God is by receiving uh, secrets from him, intel, things that are not um, easily received in other ways. Like you're a seer and a hearer, and this is where you're going to um this is this is how you're going to thrive is with this gifting that it's true you've been sharing over and over about dreams and using the word prophetic and 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 all that and so that's um uh, just that's so appropriate there and then we're also talking you haven't uh, I, I don't know it's not, not the pink elephant in the room it's not that big of an elephant but you know hollywood trying to get hollywood to cooperate in exposing, they know they have to, uh, you know, per, in a peripheral way, touch on it from time to time because it's just, especially now, it's too, uh, it's acknowledged by too much of the world to to pretend it's not there. But when it really is, once you understand the inner workings of Hollywood, it's it's the actual currency of advancement in Hollywood. And even while, while you're talking about trying to get some. Oh, whether they, whether you call it an A-level actor or whatever, it, once you understand how Hollywood works, you realize that it's an almost impossibility. We don't know if it's a hundred percent impossible or a high ninety percent impossibility of being an A actor in Hollywood without having gone through their process, which is this currency of child trafficking being incorporated and brought into it. So there's a reason why. They don't want to touch it, but there's a reason you've known you have to keep pressing on. And and again, even moving forward, I think you're already there. You're in tune with the Holy Spirit enough to know that it really doesn't matter if you get what's recognized as, um, you know, Hollywood elite at any level, whether it's production resource actor, you are to move forward with whatever 
um, he gives you. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And um, and so it's it's very insightful to the whole uh, processing and processes that people go that are trying to, it's amazing. Body of Christ is producing more movies now than ever by far. It's just, uh, again, we have, pro, uh, we'll say, uh, projects brought to us at all times. And it's wonderful to see that that's happening. But this this matter of child trafficking is just something that's so, uh, it's on the heart of God, but it mm-hmm. it's something that connects really all humanity Everyone who hasn't themselves kind of lost their soul in the process of being uh, of being part of the human trafficking engine itself, and so this mm-hmm. is really something that God's on what you're what you're doing. And um, so, where it stands now, the the movie—I don't want to skip any particular stage you were wanting mm-hmm. to um, go—but this is a this is a God project. It's time to stand for our children, and and. God is releasing the help in every kind of way. We believe we have people working behind the scenes and uh, in nations all over the world as never before. And, you know, part of it is going to be an ongoing reveal of just how bad you throw out a number. I don't remember if you had the number of seven. I think I might have seen seven million six hundred thousand that are trafficked each year in the United States near a half a million each year it's just like and you're telling a, a story of one girl that as you go into it it's it's kind of heartbreaking and then yeah. for that to be going on on our watch it can't happen it has right. to be it has to be stopped and yeah. and whether hollywood cooperates with it um or not in the way that they should at this moment um i do believe it's something the lord spoke to me years ago <clears throat> at some point he will have so invaded hollywood that it will be known at least for a season as hollywood and so yeah, part of knowing that we're going in that direction is yeah. when this specific aspect of the human trafficking gets fully exposed. And Hollywood's, like I said, it's it's not a peripheral connection to it. It's it's the currency for advancement uh, there from all that we're all that we're hearing. But mm-hmm. um, uh, tell us where uh, or I don't know, Chris, at what time you're going to uh, uh, jump in. I've kind of lost my place here. Or you're going to jump in and, and tell us um, moving forward steps on this or if there was some more uh, setting up of this between Chris and, and and Ben, you tell me where we're at here. Well, Ben, is there anything else that you want to share um, just part of the journey that's gotten you here and just kind of anything else that the Lord has in your heart before we talk about some of the practical stuff? No, I think that uh, kind of as it, as it comes, we can kind of just you know, share more on it. Definitely yeah, take it away. Yeah, well, I'll you know I'll just share that one of the things that I like about what we're about to talk about uh, this opportunity is, you know, I like things that have kind of a compounding, uh, if you want to say ROI, or if you're able to kind of hit two two birds with one stone, if you will. And one of the things that I recognized uh, when when Ben and I connected was just first of all the hour that this film is being made. I think is just absolutely critical and on the on the Lord's the Lord's heart, you know. Um, and you can't downplay the significance of being in the right place with the right idea at the right time at the right time. And, and I believe that this film has all of those things. And, and so when I saw the trailer, I, 
you know, I recognized that this was going to be a high cultural impact film. Um, so it wasn't going to just be a good story told in a bad way or a unartistic way or an uncreative way, but that this was going to be a potent story told by potent creators. Um, and I like that it's coming at this time right now. It's just anything that we can do to kind of slap at Hollywood. And I mean that in kind of a spiritual sense, not a, not a, you know, but just to kind of get in their face about what's happening um, right now, I think is, is really, uh, that's a God thing. Um, I also love how, you know, I think that the relevance of this going viral, what was it? Seven and a half million views on TikTok then. Um, So I don't know if we ever got that final number, but that, that was seven and a half million views on TikTok. TikTok is the, you know, it's the Gen Z media platform. And so, you know, you're not going to be able to gatekeep, gatekeep um, this movie in that sense. It's going to go directly to that generation. Um, and what's amazing about this story is that it's not just about human trafficking um, and fighting that. I mean, a big part of it is that, and that's obviously in the Lord's heart, but it's also about encouraging people to hear from God, to partner yeah. from God in any meaningful sense. And so, you can extrapolate this idea to to business. You can extrapolate it to yeah, problems yeah. of of environment. You can problem. I mean, anything you could take this idea and partner with God at this level. Um, so it, it has kind of a multi use of encouraging people to hear from the Lord and whatever it is that they're doing. So um, you know, with that being said, you know, we I know Steve's never done this before. We've never done this before, but we want to encourage everyone to consider giving to the Dream Film. We're trying to fund yeah. this thing right now um, through through donations. And so, you know, we've been able to raise almost 600 or right over 600,000 of a $1.8 million budget. If you're familiar with with film, this isn't a massive budget. It looks like a big number, but it's actually for, yeah. for what we're doing. It's not, it's not that big of a number. And so, you know, mm. I talk about all the ways that this is going to, you know, really bring ROI to the kingdom because, you know, I think that this is a way that you can, you can give to something and you can have a multi-use of things that will happen out of this donation. Um, you know, the website that we're taking the donations through is restore7.org. So restore the number seven.org backslash dream. Um, forward, so this is forward, actually forward, forward, slash, forward slash. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Dude. Um, so this is a hundred percent tax free. This donation, if you choose to give to this film, um, is a hundred percent able, able, able to be written off. Um, and like I said, I believe that you're going to that we get double ROI on this because not only is it going to make cultural impact. But anything that this that this film brings in that's over in a past, just covering the cost of it. So anything that the film makes, these guys, Ben and his team, are going to donate a portion of that to actual anti-human trafficking organizations. So not only is your money going to go to create a film that's going to have all the impact that we just talked about, anything that this film makes, a percentage of that is also going to go into funding actual anti-human trafficking organizations. And so um, it's just an amazing opportunity. And I also want to just say that I think that I think that Steve's going to be getting into a lot more of this kind of stuff. And so you guys, if you're watching this show, you I know that you love Steve and what the call that God has on his life. And so I just think it's an amazing opportunity for everyone to partner with this this thing that we know this is the hour to do this as a body. Let's just take on this issue. Whether it's ten dollars, twenty dollars, maybe it's a hundred dollars, maybe you've got ten thousand, whatever it is. I mean, this is just going to be an amazing opportunity for you to partner with believers to create something that's going to have massive cultural impact. Yeah, yeah. Let yeah, me just add to that uh, as well that, like you said, the Lord's been speaking to me for years and years and years about being part of Christian filmmaking. Mm-hmm. So this is like our toe in the water, so to speak. And uh, as this goes well, we expect it to. 
uh, God will, will begin to open more pathways and avenues and whatever uh, allegory or metaphor yeah. you would use to, 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 to make films available that are not normally going to be avail made available. So uh, what is that yeah. website there on the screen, dreamfilm.us? Which is that one? That is the 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 website where our uh, you know uh, personal film website. That's where people can kind of learn more about it. But we are going to okay. be directing people to the Restore Seven One to partner with us. And like like Chris said, yeah, we're going to be um, whatever percentage we raise to the donations. That's the, of yeah. of what fits in the budget. That ROI from that percentage is going to be going towards mm -hmm. fighting mm -hmm. um, the, this issue through both Troy's organization. And um, uh, here in, in the States, we're going to be partnering with uh, people that focus on this area as well, because what people don't realize is, and I think people run the risk of with just seeing Sound of Freedom is um, it gives the sense that maybe this is an issue that's just off in some third world country, when in reality, this issue is we're the number one consumers of child uh, sex material yeah here in america and we are also uh this is where the so so this being where the appetite is you yeah. have to know this is I mean, people aren't just flying out of the country to do this and so that's what i realized as i was writing this story is i would see countless articles of rescues of children from trailers and houses 50 here 100 here all throughout the u.s and these were just at the small text at the bottom of your screen these weren't breaking store breaking news stories because our mainstream media does a horrible job and intentionally so of subverting yeah. and uh, it's a real concerted effort to try to dismiss and suppress this disinformation and this, this reality taking place going on. And so we're trying to be as wise as possible in um, moving forward with this story. We have several, you know, well-known producers that have worked on, you know, executive producing Chronicles of Narnia, I can only imagine uh, the film that just came out uh, earlier this year, Flaming Hot, which is also a, a faith-centered uh, story, and the Godzilla franchises. And so we have these key people um, working mm -hmm. in um, very strategic ways to help us not only um, mm -hmm. execute the film, but then get it into the market and get it in, in, in front of the theaters and having these relationships behind the scenes of kind of doing similarly what the Sound of Freedom did. But what I found, um, uh, some people's responses were with the sound of freedom, which was, is that, you know, at the end, there was a call to action that Jim Caviezel gave, but it was a call to uh, buy another ticket. And at that big of a release, that big of an impact, you know, even after they made a hundred million dollars to call people to just buy another ticket, a lot of people were left with, how do I actually get activated in helping this issue? Yes. What many, many people don't know is that Angel Studios is not a Christian yeah. uh, uh, organization. Yeah. It is a Mormon-owned organization. And Mormonism, my, my dad was raised Mormon. Um, that, that's a whole different you know, subject. But the, the reality is, is that Mormons aren't going to be funding Christian. You can, I can guarantee you Mormons aren't going to be funding Christian uh, <clears throat> com, you know, initiatives for the yeah. body of Christ. You know? So the body of Christ needs to fund the body of Christ. Right. And um, I really do feel it was amazing when this did go viral, because a lot of the young people, like Chris said, they were responding, man, I've had dreams. I, mm -hmm. Wow, that is exactly I've, I've had something like I've had a dream where I, I really thought maybe that was something God was wow. 
And yeah. so a lot of these young people are, are taking it in because it's wrapped up in this kind of sleek, cool, mm-hmm. you know, intriguing film. And they're getting this, this, this real raw reality um, of this issue, but also with this lens of hope, this lens of God's not, where is God in this? This is where he is. He's in us and he's, mm-hmm. he's wanting to work through us. And for so long, um, we've, we've, uh, as a body of Christ, we've kind of dismissed this idea of Christian film. We've, we've just kind of put up Mel Gibson as this one, you know, person to do it, everything for us. And well, and, not and, only that, but I mean, a lot of people have invested in Christian film. But right. if you, if you look around, yeah. that there's that label that we put on calling something, oh, it's just another corny Christian yeah. Cheesy, yeah. Cheesy, cheesy, cheesy word, yeah. yeah. Cheesy, the, right. uh, the sounds, the actors, are, right. and it's not to put anyone down, but mm-hmm. when, I, when I, we're looking at your trailer, this is not that. This is high yeah. quality, uh, high production yeah. value. Uh, yeah. that you'd go to the theater for that for this story yeah and that's very very rare so um, right yeah and that that particularly was literally you know shot edited color graded scored everything just by my brother and i you know not amazing. a team of uh amazing. not a team of even a crew you know we had you know just paid for a couple actors lunches to you know come be in it with us but <laughs> other than that that was you know uh shoestring you know next to nothing and what we're able to actually do if we get, you know, buy these people's time for a month, um, you know, which is, you know, you got to pay people. You get, you want to pay people if they're working yeah. for, you're taking them away from wherever they're at to come work yeah. on a project. You, you got to pay them. So yeah. that is the, the minimum budget that we're raising of, of 1.8 million. And Let me I add, really do believe, yeah, go ahead. Let me just add right here so people know when you see restore7.org and you, realize that I have restore seven by here. We're not, uh, we're not skimming. But this is not a money maker at all for Restore Seven. We we are just the tool uh, for uh, receiving. You know, we we yeah. set up how you can do the donate. It's just we're doing the connection. Yeah. There's nothing. That's right, and a hundred percent of that goes to the Dream Film. We don't take administrative costs. There's nothing that we're taking out for that. And so, people, we just want you to be aware of that. And so, we will be a part of, um, you know, having the highest level accounting and accountability for this so you understand that everything you do give if you're giving something sacrificially it is 100 percent going towards the production of exactly what what we're what ben's uh telling you right here let me just add this to um as we're talking about uh, you know not accusing all movies clearly the church christians have gotten better at doing movies than they yeah. used to be um you know 10, 20 years ago, it was just beyond cheesy. And we've gotten a little better. And one of the reasons we don't do better is because there's been a lack of vision of what is it, why do we show up in Hollywood? It's an assumption that we need to go there and, you know, show up with John 316 and give people another opportunity to get saved. And it really is not the primary call. We tell more of this in our on our books on the seven mountains, but the assignment is to be able to tell stories in creative ways that have a kingdom value to them, as you see, as we're fighting human trafficking and looking to overcome that and kick that out. That's a kingdom story, a kingdom advancement that goes beyond just uh, looking for at the end of a movie for people to raise their hand and say, I receive Jesus. And so all of you who have a call to the mountain of arts entertainment and looking to hear from God and advance with projects, kingdom projects, don't think of a kingdom project, something that 
you know, we're so used to, it's almost like sleazy car salesmen. You get to the end. Okay. Now, uh, uh, here's, you know, here's what we really need from you right now. You know, all this good time we've been having interacting is for nothing. If you don't sign here on the, on the dotted line. And so there's been like the only purpose for anything Christian we do is for somebody to sign on the bottom line and say they get, uh, they got saved. And so there is an entirely different value here is to tell stories uh, in such a good way and in such a, you can call it an excellent way, but it's an anointed way. And so, uh, you know, even the new way is, is not that just that you have to have the, the highest technique, but there has to be the highest level of passion and authenticity and anointing on a script. And you do it such a way that there is a kingdom impact that comes from it. And you can see if we are, Uh, Stepping into Isaiah 61, where the spirit of the sovereign Lord's upon us, he's anointed us to set captives free. This is as straightforward ministerial call and assignment as you can imagine. So I I just want to add my voice to um, Lord, as you're, you know, as the Lord, as, as the Lord's touching your hearts, even as you're listening, whatever your capability of $50 to 50,000 or 500,000, whatever. We know there's those who have that uh, capacity. Um, we trust, we believe uh, in Ben and his team and what they're doing. And I think we wanted you to be able to hear from him, just hear his own heart and voice, just let him talk. So you get a sense of, yeah. of who he is and what he's about mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, no, I, I, I wanted to kind of tap onto that because, yeah, it is something that um, people have kind of seen. You know, like where where is the gospel in this? You know, you got to have the gospel in the story. And what I find is so many bu- biblical stories you read through, jo- you know, Joseph and he's, he's, you know, these these stories that really affect people in the Bible. David and Goliath, you know, there's not a sermon mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. It's something that's taking place. It's, it's actually what's taking place. That is how you see God comes through, because you exactly. could tell someone a whole, you know, biblical dissertation on on, you know, why good, th- you know, bad things happen to good people, which is people's number one question for, you know, not, you know, living for Jesus or not believing in God. And you could tell them, you know, till they're blue in the face. But the reality is, unless they see it, unless they are encountering his move in their life and their, their, their guard is let down enough to where they're able to receive it, it is, it is, you know, like trying to, camel go through the you know needle type thing and it's just it's not it's not going to it's not going to translate and you know someone who personally you know i'm every day you know walking out in prayer and sharing you know faith with people and you just you know everywhere i go pretty much just trying to share you know in in whatever way and what i find is yeah that doesn't work you know (laughs) you want to touch someone's heart you got to touch them with the holy spirit you have to touch them with something that's God is actually breathing on yeah. and not with, not with uh, what you think is the right thing to do, what you think is supposed to be said. And so this was literally, you know, as soon as I had this dream, this is a call that was placed on me. I didn't even have a, a real big heart for this issue until God just threw it on me. Yeah, I, I thought it was horrible, but I didn't feel particularly called to yeah. helping with children and trafficking. But when I had this vision, I, I felt, I felt what these children go through imagining what it would be like at night, you know, you, you know, Steve, I think, I think, you know, you, you, you'd know what it, having a night where you can't sleep. It's just horrible. You, you can't sleep. And yeah. I just think, man, that, that is their whole life. There's no such thing uh-huh. as a good night's sleep. And oh, it, from, from dawn till dusk, it is. And it, to imagine, you know, who's been ripped from their family. Thanks for listening. 
Coffee Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And I, I know I could speak personally as a little kid who maybe got lost at Disneyland or got lost at the store and just that feeling of where are my parents? Where is, where is those, you know, yeah. and just to think of that being the rest of your life, mm-hmm. it just, yeah. it didn't end, you know? And so that just really stirred something in me to, man, there is children yeah. that are living this nightmare and it doesn't end. And so it just became very, very, um, if I could show people that and then show people yeah. that, that God is moving through that, not just through some superhero, you know, special forces person, but he can use us. He can use yeah. every single one of us to, to do something about that and take part in that. That's good, man. All right. Yeah. So we've, we've gone on about an hour. What's left unsaid here, either by you or Chris for us yeah. um, moving forward. Anything, anything else you had hoped to yeah. uh, uh, as of right now, yeah, as of right now, we have several different um, where we're planning on shooting in, in uh, May of 2020-24. So we're raising our budget. We have a couple different uh, methods that we are we're strategizing and moving forward with. We have the actor strike that just ended and actually ended last week on and they it was the longest strike in um, Hollywood history. Yeah. And it was it was agreed upon. They came to an agreement on the 117th day. Oh, um, oh that's that, 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 yeah. ah, there we go. Me, yeah, the longest me, strike, me. the longest strike in Hollywood history. It was just ended, and so we are now um, preparing mm-hmm. to reach out to a couple different people that we've had um, prophesied that you know with a couple uh, name talents that would definitely um, you know give it a little bit more of that uh, commercial significance. Yeah. But we are. We are praying on that as well, and yeah. So yeah, right now, there's need prayer. You know, I do. Yeah, I was going to say that we do need people's prayers. That it is not a small deal. In other words, it's right. a huge deal if you pray for this film as much as give. Now we want you to give to it too because you're going to be blessed, and it's going to get help this thing get launched quicker, mm-hmm. uh, sooner rather than later. And I know, like you said, Johnny, a few minutes ago. Some could give fifty thousand. That is true. There's some could give fifty or a hundred. If that's you and God's pulling your heart on your heart, you can make that happen. And um, think of think of the joy you're going to have when this thing hits, and so many people are helped by it. So uh, some people that can do that, that's not even a hardship for them. Others will take the twenty easily and happily, and be blessed by all the twenty dollars and the ten dollars. And I, I, I just want to add on this real quick too. Um, I really feel the look, you know, there's certain things, particularly with this, that are much bigger. Um, that God's, I can't speak on it right now, but there, there, there are different alignments and things taking place just in my spirit of uh, things that have taken place behind the scenes that I really see this as this is going to be another movement in a, in a way that's more activated rather than just people. Sound of Freedom was amazing and getting the, the, the image in people's minds, but it didn't make a huge impact for the organizations that are, are fighting this. Um, it, it has opened up certain doors, but I really see this as being, um, you know, God kind of showed me this picture of, if you remember that concert in the 80s called Live Aid that had to do with uh, the children in Africa. Yeah. And the idea of the kingdom coming together around an issue around the creative these creative uh, powerhouses being able to come together 
around that. And I really see the God using that through all the people he's been orchestrating and coming together with on this particular story that his hand is upon it. And I just want to encourage people that this is, you know, this is not something that has been done before and it's not something we've seen before. And I really see that this is going to be bigger than I can even imagine when it comes to this mm-hmm. issue and, 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 and through impacting um, Hollywood in this yeah. way, it's going to be, it's going to be. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I do just, want to add this too, because we've seen you off camera. Okay, Ben, we, we see you when, when you're not on the show live. And uh, even today, I see you talking about, well, God told me to wait on this. And you said, God told me to wait on that. That's a big deal to me. And I want our viewers to know that 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 w- when you're putting this film together, there's all, all kinds of normal film stuff that goes on, right? And then there's the waiting on the Lord and trusting God, which you can't put that in a bottle. Either, right. either have that or you don't. Either choose to live that way or you don't. And I just, as a witness to it, even today, that's the way you're living, you and your brother and your father and, mm-hmm. and team. So I, I just want to kudos for that and i wanted our people yeah. to know that so well and it's a constant it's a constant thing where we can get we, we god could be speaking and i've learned this through trial and error of of getting ahead of god and yeah. you know thinking man man this is this is what this means this is what this prophetic sign means and you don't want to do that you you want to you want to first you know the whole, whole positioning of myself in the, in the fasts that i kind of broke into this year and really kind of starting a lifestyle just taking away to fast is yeah, is wow. i want his will yeah. not my will because because his will is just it's so much better than than our will <laughs> and even if we think what we want is great what he wants is better and so if we are able to position ourselves and waiting on the lord and what i've seen god faithfully show up is if you really want his will you really really want his will you don't have to worry about the details as much. If you have that heart posture to, to wait on the Lord and press and you want, he's not going to let you go astray. You know, it says lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your steps. And so it works. I could tell you from experience that when you choose to wait on the Lord and you choose to want his will more than your desires, whatever is left there, that you're still it's desiring, true. even though you want his Lord, that's him. You know, you don't have to fear that. You don't have to be questioning. What do I do this? Do I do that? What you really want to be questioning is, do you desire to want his will? And with that, I believe you can't go wrong. He won't let you go wrong. No, and that's really good, Ben. And I think with what you've learned is a key component of his will, because uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, this is where it, it gets missed as well uh, by believers. Uh, his will, his way. Yeah. And so that's why mm-hmm. you're understanding that there's a way. You can't just like, well, it's his will to get this film out. Therefore, I'm going to run through warning signs everywhere i'm going to do it the way i would do it if i were an unbeliever there's like it's not his his will has his way yeah as the part b of his will and and that's yeah. the guideline for how, how you mm-hmm. admit so, chris anything yeah, else you want to say on it or bring it back? no that's great i uh, i just encourage everyone to check that uh, domain out give um if you feel called to do this and let's get this thing made yeah, that's good. I appreciate yeah. that. And Johnny, thank you for helping today. Yeah, um, thank you so much. Your voice is kind of hanging in there, but I, I wouldn't yeah. have been able to do it just without your help at all. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, you know, uh, this whole thing about his will, his way, I was sharing on Robin Bullock's uh, intelligence briefing that we did in Alabama. That I said, well, you know, God one time told me a few years ago to stop 
directing traffic in heaven. <laughs> I was saying, you need to go send this person there, and then they send an angel over here, and then I'll go do this. <laughs> and the guy said, why don't you stop directing traffic up here? <laughs> yeah. You know, what his will, Surrender. his way. Yeah. <laughs> That's what That's I always think of that. So, Amen. Right, you guys. Amen. Ben, thank you so much. God bless you. Be sure and share this video, uh, this show, because there's people that are into filmmaking that didn't know this was going to be on, perhaps, and, and would love to hear this story. There's other people who are who would love to fund this movie, but they didn't know this was going to be coming on. So give, give them a copy of this or give them a link to this. We appreciate that very, very, very much. So, Johnny, what are you saying? Let me just ask a, a quick question here. I should have asked before. Is there, in the donations, is there a role for someone who would give, we'll say, a, a lot? Is there a, a, um, a, a some kind of investment way of looking at it or is it all donations at this point either crits yeah i mean i think i can answer that um from having talked to the attorneys involved uh that that if someone said well you know i'd like to donate but if I, i'll give you a bigger amount but i would like it to be an investment in the film yeah that can be worked out because i've talked to the attorneys i know you know i've seen language to that effect so yes who should they talk Talk to you, Chris. Talk yeah, to Ben. Chris, how, how should probably you, Chris, or what? Yeah, just if you reach out to, to us on the website there, um, Ben and I will will, will connect with you. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad you asked that. That's a really good question. I, you yeah. Know, good. I, good job, Johnny. I was actually I, thinking I felt like something somebody's about out there. I felt yeah. like I heard somebody saying, "Well, I, I would like to put a lot there, but I wonder if there's some investment yeah. way of of doing this. You know, being the good." A natural yeah, yeah. businessman. This guy's totally waiting on the Lord. Just right there. there's another example of it. Just listen to the Lord. Awesome. Amen. All right, you guys, we're going to get out of here. Uh, a quick reminder that Manuel Johnson will, will be with us tomorrow morning, 11 o'clock Pacific. Uh, share this video, everybody. We appreciate it very much. <laughs> thanks again, Ben. Yes, and God bless you guys. Thank you, have ben. a great day. Have a good day. Okay. Amen. You've just seen a short teaser for the film Dream, a child rescue thriller. Nearly a million children go missing a year in America. 300,000 of those are being sold into the sex and labor trade. In August 2020, God gave me a dream. In that dream, I was standing at the gate of an industrial warehouse, looking into the blacked out windows of what seemed to be a normal place of business. I sensed beyond those walls were children. I woke up. As I laid there in the dark for the first time in my life, I started to wonder what it must be like for them. Alone. Great. I had to do something. We've been working to tell this story for three years now. We've gotten close with making it with some of the best actors and producers in the industry. Every time we got close, something wasn't right. We either had to give up our vision, the story, or hand it over for someone else to tell. We couldn't do that. We knew that God had called us to tell this story, and that more than it was mine, it was his dream. At $150 billion, sex trafficking is the fastest growing industry in the world. 
no matter how much relief and effort is being poured into it right now, it's never enough. We believe that somehow, some way, what we're doing here is going to make an impact. With your help, we're going to make a film that forces people to pay attention. You can be a hero that helps this dream come true. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.